I'm here too. Happy Resurrection Day. No, I don't want to hear Happy Easter. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, Rye Man? Go Flames. Hello, Philippines. What time is it there? Wow. He is risen. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah? Send me, DM me. I'm down to be on some podcasts. My day is going great. What, a, what an amazing day. What a blessed day. Uh, the day the Lord has made. We get to celebrate Jesus today. And, you know, the tomb is empty. Amen. The cool thing is Jesus is still alive. You know, that's the whole point of that story is that he's alive. He is more alive than ever. You know, so that's the cool thing. That's too bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't hear me. Can you guys hear me? Praise the Lord. Amen. I love it. Yeah, guys, I'm um I'm pretty stoked. Uh I feel like today I feel like I feel like so many people have woke, woken up about like kind of the stuff that I've been talking about and Gosh, I don't know. I guess the Lord has been opening some eyes and some ears, right? I mean, I know last year when I first said, Christians, we need to talk about Easter. I knew I was going to get, I got some pushback. And there wasn't as much this year. And I can, I can feel, can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Because I hear a couple people say they can't hear me. Can you guys hear? I'm doing well. I'm doing well too. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are starting to get the... I mean, like, how are you not seeing the paganism with Easter, right? I know I'm not the only one who can hear that. It's uh, it's like you have the bunnies and the eggs. But I still had a few people pushing back saying, oh, actually, the egg is a representation of the resurrection. No, it's not. Obviously, eggs, fertility, Right? I mean, you know, the one thing I've, I try to say is that you can, springtime is not a bad thing. Spring's okay. We can celebrate, we can celebrate the spring, winter being over, you know, and obviously I think God gave us seasons as shadows of things to come. But obviously, again, the things God created are not for the worship, right? Those things are supposed to point to the creator. So we don't worship the spring we don't worship the bunnies. We don't worship the eggs. We worship the one who created all things. And it makes it, it, makes it confusing to people. And of course, I, I tried to explain this to, to my kids today, that there's nothing wrong with candy. There's nothing wrong with springtime. There's nothing wrong with like getting all dressed up on a Sunday. But it gets confusing when... Like, if this is supposed to be about Jesus dying and rising from the dead, that should not get second, that should not get second billing to, an, to a bunny. The Easter bunny. Like, how is there an Easter bunny if this is about Jesus? Just, just full stop. Okay, so if Easter is about the resurrection, why is there an Easter bunny? You guys know there's no, there's no bunny in the story of the resurrection. There's no, there's no bunny in the story of the crucifixion. You guys ever heard about going at it like rabbits? That's where it comes from. Bunnies don't lay eggs. <laughs> bunnies have lots of sex and have lots of little bunnies. You know, the eggs are about fertility. There's a fertility goddess. Ust Ustara or Ostara is about the hare, the bunny. You know, they even, they even, I guess there's even an expression in Europe about as, as mad as a, uh, as a hare or something like that. I'm, I'm as mad as a March hare. Cause it's all about these, let's just say the, uh, the bunnies are frisky in springtime. <laughs> that is what that comes from. I mean, these things are so common. It's so, so, off, so obvious. And then somebody was trying to tell me like earlier saying that, 
oh, those pagan, uh, there's no good, there's no good sources for that stuff. It's been debunked. Okay, you show me how little you know about anything when you say, oh, Easter's not pagan. Obviously, Easter is pagan. You know, it's, it's very obvious that it's pagan. It's kind of like somebody trying to say that this is actually a Christian thing. It's like, guess what? The, the spring equinox festivals predate the death and resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> Does anyone want to debate that? The spring equinox has been celebrated for a long time. What's pagan? Well, pagan has a very specific definition. For one, it has something to do with like, there's if it doesn't involve the three major religions in the world, which is uh, Islam, uh, Judaism, and Christianity, it's pagan. If it's polytheistic, it's pagan. If it's outdated, it's pagan. Those, <laughs> those, ver- the, those, Easter is pagan. East, Easter, Easter comes from like a, is, uh, like I said, it comes from Ustra or, um, or uh, Ostara. Ostara is on the witch's wheel, is on the witch's wheel. It's one of, it's one of like, I think, I think there's eight, is there, there's, there's 12 festivals on the witch's wheel. There's eight pagan festivals and there's also four, uh, uh, what's his name, solstice calendar. So you have like the winter solstice, the spring, fall, you know, did I say summer? Whatever, the four seasons, you got, you guys know what they are. But yes, it's clearly pagan. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. I mean, isn't that the most obvious thing where I said like, if you don't know where the story of Jesus ends and Easter begins, well, here's what you don't, here's what you won't find in the gospels of Christ. You won't find bunnies. You won't find eggs. You won't find anything about springtime. It doesn't, it doesn't come up because it has nothing to do with him. Well, Thanksgiving and birthdays are also pagan. Well, the point is, it's not wrong to have like a day of remembrance for things. What I have, my problem with it is, is that it's confusing because there's this, there's this mixture of the two. Two things that should not, talk about oil and water. A pagan fertility festival and celebrating the, the death and resurrection of our Lord. Those things do not go together. And, I, and it's, it's funny because I've been one of these guys who've been a little bit more kind on Christmas because Christmas I know is pagan. And I, not, and I probably next year, I probably will do something more about this. But the one thing that I would give, I would give a little bit of a leg up on Christmas is Christmas is about the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Christmas is not his birthday. December 25th is not Jesus' birthday. I, I'll give you that. But... I don't think we would celebrate Jesus' birthday if not for this this pagan festival, right? And I would say that the songs for Christmas are great. There's some great Christmas songs. I think that overall, yeah, it's not so great. It's, it's not, it's, I don't love it. I don't love the commercialism Christmas. I don't love the fact that I know it's not his birthday. And I know it, it's celebrated in Yule. Yule, once again, it's on the witch's it's just on the it's on the witch's calendar. It's more about the celebration of the the winter solstice. But, you know, it's yeah. In America, a lot of it's about marketing. It's about selling stuff. But Easter and Easter and the resurrection and Passover have nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Now you could say that it was a shadow of things to come is the fact that, okay, so winter things die. And there is a resurrection of like trees and the earth in, in, in springtime. And maybe that was a shadow of what Jesus was going to do. He was going to die and then he was going to rise again. But celebrating springtime, re- celebrating this, the resurrection of the earth, at the same time you're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, is not what we should be doing. We should be set apart and... And I think as a, as a church, like if you have Easter baskets in your church, if you have bunnies in your church, if you have any of that weird imagery, imagery, I, it's offensive to me. It just is. Um, that's up to you guys whether you guys want to do that or not. I think 
I'd like to keep the two separate. They don't belong together. And, and anybody with any sub, uh, discernment should know that. Now, somebody in the comment section said that somebody made a decision at one point to say that, well, if we combine these pagan festivals with, with the church stuff, we'll, it's like casting a wide net. It's almost like a, the, the seeker-friendly mindset. Well, you might get more people in the door, but you're not really making disciples out of anybody by doing that crap. <laughs> that is not actually, that's not helping anyone understand what's going on. It's kind of like trying to say we, we don't need to be set apart. We need to be set apart. And, and out of all times this year, it's like, I, the one thing I kind of find funny is, not funny in a, in a ha-ha way, but more like ironic, is the fact that you have all these people who they come to church one, one time a year. So everybody gets on their Sunday best and they show up for Easter. So they come to church for Easter. So they show up to celebrate a pagan holiday at church. And they might do it at, at Christmas time too. So the two times a year they show up to church is to celebrate a pagan holiday. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be an option. You know, <laughs> that, that should not be an option. Yeah, that's true. We do have a lot. We do have a lot that's not being told to us. But yeah, so I, I mean, I think that that's the problem, though, is the fact that Horus. Yeah, I mean, Horus, I think Tammuz. I mean, obviously, there's all of these representations of like who was who was actually born December 25th. What actually I learned something recently was that. So what you really have on December 25th is the resurrection of the sun and not the the, the S.U.N., Right, the SUN is resurrected because on December twenty first, it's the it's the winter solstice, and the and the and the sun goes down to. They actually say, believe this or not, this is pretty crazy. If you guys have not heard this before, so you have the dying and rising sun mythology, where the sun goes down to the lowest point. It's called it's on the Southern Cross, and it stays there for three days, December twenty first. December 22nd, December 23rd, December 24th. And then on the 25th, it starts to rise again. Now, which, which could be cool is, like I said, shadows of things to come. Like, what is it? In Psalm 19, it says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the, uh, and the firmament or the sky declares his handiwork. So it's kind of like the zodiac and the stars, the sun, the moon, and everything. They declare the glory of God and it's like the shadows of things to come. So I think that there is there is some of that, but obviously when you worship the sun and not the S O N, it gets that's that's the problem. It's like when you can when you combine the two of these things, it gets confusing. You know, like God God made a lot of beautiful things that people worship. Worship the Creator, not the creation. You know, and I think that that's the problem is people people are confused about that kind of stuff. And as Christians, we need to be able to tell them the difference between, hey, the moon is beautiful. Don't worship it. The sun is awesome. Don't you like the light? Don't you like the heat it provides? Don't worship it. Hey, aren't the constellations pretty? Don't look to them for the desires of your heart. Look to them to point to the creator or the things the Bible tells you are going to happen. Now, that's the, that's the cool thing. It's Because obviously... God did make all these things. They're not bad. It's kind of like people like, oh, look at this crystal I've got. You know, they put a crystal around their neck and they say, oh, I'm going to look to this. It's, it, it's got good vibrations and energy. Well, God made all those rocks. They're not evil in themselves. It's evil in what you, your intent is. You know, it's all about what your heart wants. Thank you, man. Thank you, my man. That's true. Yeah, that's why that's why our God does not want idols of himself. He doesn't want graven images of himself. That's why we're not supposed to even like basically I it's it's funny because even I made a video today about like the resurrection of Jesus and I and I kind of make a point now to not really show Jesus' face in these things because I think it's like there is a, like an idolatry aspect of like picturing Jesus and like the way he is and and of course it's it gets a little bit weird because people get like Jesus is this color that, oh, it's not the color Jesus, I imagine. The point is, 
I don't care what color Jesus is. Jesus died for me. He's God, whatever color he, he came to earth as. I know he doesn't look like us necessarily today, but I think that maybe that's why like God doesn't want this idolatry version of himself because the true God is too awesome to even look at. We couldn't, ha- we couldn't comprehend it. We couldn't draw it. We couldn't, make, we couldn't carve something out to look like him. It's embarrassing. Don't even try. It's almost like when somebody gets one of those tattoos of like, like a loved one on themselves. You guys see this? And if this is you, <laughs> no offense, but have you often seen when like they get a picture of somebody on their, their arm or their, you know, their body and it looks awful? <laughs> Maybe that's why God says, don't, just don't even do that. I look better than that. <laughs> don't, don't disrespect me by doing that. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean, I think it's I think it's just common for us to like picture picture God to look like imagine something like us, and I think that's okay. I mean, of course, I think that it's it's pretty common that like the the way the world works, where you look at like kind of like the sh- the shades of melanin in people. It it generally tends to be about where you're at in the world, and like obviously we know, you know, Judea was kind of in the middle. So yeah, it's going to be. Uh, He's going to be a mix of all the things. What do I think about Bible says about tattoos? Well, the Old Testament says no tattoos. So this is a good this is a good topic right here is because the fact that Jesus came to fulfill the law, that was the old covenant. We're not under the old covenant. You know, the book of Leviticus says a bunch of things are are wrong that we that we actually can do now because we there's lots of freedom in Christ. No, it's to me like all things are lawful to me. Not all things are profitable. Not all things are helpful to me. Now, obviously, I got some tattoos. Now, I've, somebody asked me about this. I think last time I was on a live. If it if if it was today and I had zero tattoos, I wouldn't get one. You know, but I've already got them. You know. See, but no, but see, my body is not my temple. My my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And obviously this is just this is just a vessel. This flesh is going to fade away. You know, Jesus had Jesus had, I think in the book of Revelation it makes it in and it sounds like Jesus has a tattoo on his hip. You know, something like that. Jesus has markings on himself. He's got he obviously he took the scars for us. You know, the point is is like that this is not Jesus cares about your heart. So like that's the I think that's the point of of having like a, the intent, the intent is, more, the why is more important than the what sometimes with God. Because it's kind of like, I always think about it like a relationship of like a, like a wife and a husband, uh, a father and a son or a father and a daughter. You know, it's like a, it's like you wouldn't be so upset with your kid if they didn't know any better, would you? What do you mean Jesus doesn't have any tattoos? It says Jesus has a marking on himself. The point is, we're not under the old covenant. You know, if you want to live under the old covenant, you'll be judged based on it. So don't judge people based on what their skin looks like. You know, judge people based on their fruit. You know, like you, like people, Jesus, this is Resurrection Sunday. And if you don't know what that's about, then you, (laughs) you you best look into it. Because obviously people got tattoos. What do you think people don't get? What's that? That is not a tomato. Huge different. You don't know what it is. Real catch 22. You don't actually know what it is. The point is, like, you want to argue about something that obviously said, I didn't say anything that was incorrect. He's got a marking on his body. The point is, God it looks, on, it looks on your heart. Jesus died so we wouldn't be under the old law. He didn't come to abolish law. He came to fulfill it. And when he said, it is finished, he did. So the main part is about loving people. Don't look at people's skin and judge them based on that. Because guess what? When you do that, you draw condemnation on yourself. So that is the more important part because it's like, hey, what are we here for? Absolutely. Tattoos, the point is we've done a lot of things. Obviously, you don't think that Jesus... What Jesus did on the cross covers the fact that somebody got a tattoo. 
Yeah, I believe I believe in a powerful God. I believe in a God of grace and mercy. And of course, you know, imagine if, like I said, just think about it like a wife and a husband. Think about it as a son and a father. You know, like your kid might do something good, like do something out of the goodness of his heart because he loves you. And it might not be right necessarily. But what are you going to condemn them for that? Absolutely not. How much better is God than us? Of course he's not going to do that. Like what kind of God do you serve? For sure. For sure. I mean, these, these are not hard. These are not hard issues. You know what it also says in Leviticus? That you're not supposed to cut your beard a certain way. That you're not supposed to cut your hair a certain way. There's all kinds of things that it says the, the law. The point is the Israelites were supposed to be set apart because they were going into Canaan and they want, he, God wanted them to be different. You know, like they were going into a certain land. Of course, they were not different. The point is, we're supposed to be different now, but it's supposed, it's supposed to be because we're supposed to love. We're supposed to be light. You know, we're not supposed to be judging people. You know, if you judge people, you're just like everyone else. Well, like I said, some of these are faith issues. How you serve God and how somebody else serves God might be different. How you love and how you might, might, somebody else might love might be different. The point is, it's like, that if you read stuff that's in the Old Testament and it kind of convicts you in a certain way, if it seems like a sin to you to do it, well, then it is a sin for you. But if, it's, but if it doesn't seem like a sin, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're convinced in your own mind, it's not a sin. Okay, point to me where, where Jesus said not to mark your body. Point to that scripture, please. Please do that. Because you just said something specific now. Because you know what might be a sin? Is if you said something that he said and he didn't say it. Where did Jesus say don't mark your body? Go look. Quote that scripture right now. Book, chapter, verse. Right now. If you, if you don't know what it is, if you have to go look it up now, you know what? Maybe it's you who's wrong. How about that? Because you just said some specific now. You better bring that. Because I don't remember him saying that. He, he, he might have, but I don't remember that. I don't remember Jesus talking like that. So yeah. I think what Jesus said was that one, he didn't come to this world to condemn it. He came to save it, right? And all you had to do was believe on him, faith in him. Wait, no, you said something very specific now. You back that up or you go repent. You just said something very specific. You said, Jesus said not to mark your body. Go quote that verse right now. Or you can just leave. And they say, now that's a sin. It's saying God said something that he didn't say. Now you quote that verse or you leave. Say you're sorry. Spotlight's on you, real catch 22. Yeah. Of course, like I said, that's the, that's the point. Is like, what a, what a nonsense issue is the fact that what if somebody got a Bible verse tattooed on them because they love God so much? What if they got John three sixteen tattooed on them because they love God so much? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to judge somebody for that. I mean, now I don't feel the need to do that because I love so many Bible verses that I could get too many tattoos now. So I just won't get any. I'll just read them. I'll tattoo them on my heart. I'll remember them. That's what I'm saying. So Jesus has a tattoo on his thigh, right? He has a marking that says something, right? Okay. Yeah. Like I said, this is, this is what you call legalistic. This is the kind of person that crucified Jesus was, was somebody who was legalistic about the law that didn't know what about what love was about. You know, like I said, talk about not fear of the Lord, just quoting Jesus, anything he says, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Leviticus says not to cut your beard a certain way. 
It says not to mark your body. This we're not we're not under the book of Leviticus. Jesus came to fulfill that law. What is quit, quit I mean obviously you can quote the whole thing. What does it say? I mean I know that I know that Jesus isn't quoted in 1 Corinthians because he because Paul writes 1 Corinthians. He said Jesus said something. You know? Imagine you have to put a book that Jesus wrote. I mean, Jesus, like, okay, so you, so you didn't, so you, okay, so you were wrong. So you, like you said, you had plenty of time to look that up. You don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you don't know what you're talking about. Now, this is a, now this is a, now this is where you can show your fruit. You can say I was wrong or you can double down like you're doing right now. What's it going to be? What, I mean, like, what, what, what a bunch of nonsense right now. We're talking about tattoos right now. So I got a tattoo. I got this before I got right with God. Right? You didn't give me a scripture. Quote this book, chapter, verse. You said Jesus said not to mark your body. Go give me the, do it right now. Like I said, you, like I said, you're showing your fruit right now. Like I said, you're going to be judged by every idle word you say. When you say God said something and he didn't say it, you'll be judged based on that. What is it in Pro, what is the proverb saying that when you say something that God said and you get proved wrong? Yeah, you're going to look. Somebody knows the proverb for that. Don't add to God's law. Yeah, I doubled down. Like I said, you doubled down on being wrong. You know, and one day you'll have to answer for that. Like I said, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus has the markings on his thigh. Like I said, is it a tattoo? I don't know. But the point is, you don't know any. You don't know what you're talking about. You know? Uh, enough of that anyways. Um, what else was I going to say? Are you asking questions? Or are you telling me something? When did you, you said Jesus said not to mark your body. You don't know what you're talking about. You're about to be muted because you need to go sit in time out. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Where, I can to mute you. Who's on here? I don't know how to mute on here. I'm gonna let you sit in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you sit in timeout. If you say anything dumb again or wrong, I'm gonna remove you from here. Don't get any tattoos if you don't want any. You know, we came in here to talk about God dying and sending His Son to die for us when we didn't deserve it. And you want to talk about tattoos? Don't get a tattoo, bro. You know, just don't get one. What are you talking about? Worship. Okay, you're, you're removed from here. All right. I mean, what? I mean, come on now. What a joke. What a joke. Okay, now what, what was I going to say? Okay, um. <laughs> he got me all distracted talking about tattoos. Yeah, time out. That's... On, on TikTok, he might have got blocked. <laughs> um, but yes. So I had actually a, I actually had a, a, quite a revelation, I believe, today. We were talking about, I was talking to my daughter about the Passover. So we have, so obviously, Jesus, Jesus was the Passover lamb. So we went back and she wanted to watch a super book. You guys watch any of the super books, the old, like the, um, I guess they circa 2013, they did, we watched the one about the Exodus and I was watching the Exodus and I was watching, of course, Moses and Aaron going, you know, a kind of a cartoon depiction of it, but he's going into Pharaoh and he's telling him basically, let my people go. God says, let my people go or obviously or else. And then the plagues start happening. And I started to get this, I started to get this revelation that, you know what? 
the the plagues in the bowls, and it's not like it's not like it's, this is new for me, but the plagues in the bowls are this are very similar, correct? Well, I started to get the sense that sorry if you, any anybody's a pre-tribber in here, but guess what? The plagues and the bowls of wrath in the book of Revelation are very similar. We know there's two witnesses in the book of Revelation, correct? Obviously, Aaron and Moses are your two witnesses in the Exodus. So now you have these plagues on Egypt. Well, the, book, the bowls of wrath in the book of Revelation are plagues. And if you start to look at them, they kind of line up pretty nicely with the plagues of Egypt. And I was just, I got, I got this revelation saying, guess what? Sorry, pre-tribbers and maybe even mid-tribbers. We're going to be here for the bowls of wrath. Now, we're not appointed to the bowls of wrath when we are in Christ. But I think just like the Israelites were in, in slavery in Egypt, we're going to be here when the bowls of wrath are poured out. We just won't be appointed to that kind of wrath. But I started to understand like, oh my gosh, like those are the same. And you realize like the, it's one of the last plagues, I think, I think uh, was it the, the sixth bowl is darkness. And if you think about it, the sixth seal is the, the sky turns black, the stars do not give their light, the moon turns to blood, and then that's when Jesus returns. Well, the sixth bowl is darkness. And the seventh bowl is the Euphrates River drying up. And I'm starting to get the sense that is it perhaps the, like you think about in like the, the army of Egypt follows the Israelites into the Red Sea. The Red Sea dries up and then the Red Sea destroys the army of Egypt. I believe that the Euphrates River might dry up. Jesus comes back and that's when he fights. That's where the Battle of Armageddon is fought basic on the riverbed of the Euphrates. And I was like, wow. It kind of makes sense too, because you're thinking like that the two witnesses are the ones who are poor, were telling the people, like, let my people go. So, I mean, at the end of the days, like the Christians are going to, it's going to be like slavery again. It's going to be like Isra the Israelites, let my people go. He's going to be, the two witnesses are going to basically go into the Antichrist saying, let my people go. And they're not going to. So then the plagues get poured out. Eventually the two witnesses get killed. And there you go. And I was like, wow. So I think this is my this is my opinion at this point. I think that I think we're here for the whole thing. We are here for the whole thing, but we're not appointed to God's wrath. So just like the Israelites, just think about the Passover blood. So the last plague was you have the lamb's blood over your door. So they were marked to not be appointed to God's wrath, to the, to, the, to the angel of the Lord. Well, the angel of the Lord is going to come back. And so obviously, you got to have Jesus' blood over you. Because we're saved by what? The, 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 rat, the, the blood of the lamb, uh, the, te our te the word of our testimony, and that we don't love our lives unto death. So there you go. I think that that's, I think that's the way it is. I, I don't think that there's any doubt about it at this point. I don't think, I think that it's going to be just like, just like Egypt. But once again, you're in Christ. You don't have to worry about those things. But man, it's going to be quite a show. <laughs> it's going to be quite a show. Yep, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there is the, there's a, there is the angel that um, comes in and preaches the everlasting gospel. Amen, amen to that. The um, the millennial kingdom, that's our Sabbath. I think that that is the millennial reign will be our Sabbath, and uh, obviously I'm looking forward to that rest, for sure, for sure, guys. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I had I had something else I kind of wanted to talk about. I for, I kind of forgot now. I was talking about tattoos for uh, for so long. What do you got? What do you guys got going on tonight? Um, I did a podcast this past week. Uh, Amy uh, Seaver, she does. Uh, what is it? Yeah, 
opening the sealed book. It's kind of about the book of Daniel, the prophecy about the knowledge increasing. So we talked a lot about Nephilim, ancient angels, which um, don't ask me when it's coming out. I think it's this month. <laughs> we got to talk to Brian over at Demon Racers. He knows better than me, but um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, um, I don't know. I swear, I swear I had something else to say. Okay, wait a minute. What, um, what, what was your question? Uh, D-H-Z-H-I-H-S-B. You know, if you want to get a question answered, try having a more, um, you know, like phonetically, you know, normal uh, uh, username. Playing Mario Kart, okay. I just met Amy, and Amy Amy seems great. She has a very we 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 saw very close eye to eye on things about obviously biblical issues. So I was I was kind of excited, and she had the kind of same take as as as, as myself about like unfortunately we do not we do not see like the brick and mortar churches as you know like the the true church anymore. And I think that the more I see that, I just I mean, just, I'm kind of calling a spade a spade. I mean, like I said, the, the the churches today, you know, preaching Easter, Easter Sunday, when it's like, this is not Easter. Thoughts on the earth as a fixed stationary plane. Well, I'll put it this way, um, Colt Seeger. I would say that I don't really... The Bible does sound like it says that. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I I have not come out and straight up said like about what the shape of the earth is, but the more I kind of read the Bible, I do get a sense of the cosmos is not what we're told it is. It's not um I think I'm still I'm still in the in the in the category of I'm still trying to read what the Bible says. I'm trying to I'm asking a lot of questions. And I think I think sometimes very soon I am going to come out with a probably a video, either like a YouTube video or like a lot, probably like a, um, I'm going to have like a, a long form video asking a lot of questions. You can't land on the moon. <laughs> well, can you land on the moon? They haven't. <laughs> I don't think that they have. I mean, I think it's a joke that they say they're trying to go back to the moon. I mean, just, just think about that idea. I, actually, I just, I, it's funny. I watched a video kind of recently about, uh, it was showing like when the Apollo 11 people, once again, Apollo, their sun god, 11, their magic number, gets gets to the moon. And they come back and they have a press conference. And it looks like a hostage video where these guys were like, it looks like they must have had guns to their backs as they're like saying, oh, yeah, we went to the moon. They don't look, they don't crack a smile. They look very uncomfortable. They look very shifting around in their seats. They look like they're lying. And and it was funny because I watched some some YouTube video about like a, it was a body language expert that was like basically trying to interpret like their actions. And and all he all they said was they were um they were acting. Or no, they were they were just nervous. They were nervous about the big they were they were nervous about like the big crowd. But then somebody made a point to say that they had a pre-flight conference and they didn't act nervous then. And I looked it up and no, they were cracking jokes. They were doing all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's of course like you'd actually think they'd be no, more nervous before they were going into outer space, like, like weeks away from the earth. That would seem like be the time you'd be nervous. When you got back, you'd be like thrilled, right? The, the, the DHHH, whatever his name was, did he ever ask a question? Cause I don't think you, you didn't like, you didn't ask the question. Did you ask a question? Like my, my bro didn't ask a question. He was like, gave me a hard time about that. Is the world flat or what? Well, the place I live is very flat. I'll put it that way. I think that one, I think, I think to me here, here's the place that I've come. And I think that this is the, this is the video I'm going to make before I get into like what the earth is shaped like. Here's what I know what the Bible says. The sun revolves around the earth. That's biblical. You know, so like whether the earth is a ball 
or it's a flat pizza box. It's got four corners. The sun rotates around the earth. I think to me, to me, what's, what's pretty clear about what I can tell from the, what the Bible says is that the, the earth is not like any other place. So the earth is, the earth is down here and the heavens are up here. And so the sun and the moon rotate around the earth. Now, what's, what's under the earth? Is there outer space? Well, the, the Bible doesn't really act like it talks like that because it basically says there's waters around and under and then there's waters above. And so like to me, I think ultimately people argue about things they'll never be able to see with their own eyes. And I do, and I do kind of, I, I do sort of feel like that, like what the science tells us is ignore everything you can actually uh, perceivably notice with your own eyeballs. So w basically your eyes are lying, all your senses are lying, believe us. So I guess the main thing what I see is that people, <laughs> I've, I've mentioned this before, the pictures from space are, out, are fake. The, the, all the pictures from NASA from that show like, you know, the James Webb stuff, totally fake. Any pictures when you see from the space stations, fake. I know NASA fakes a bunch of stuff. Why else would they fake that stuff if they, if they got real stuff? Why can't they use an iPhone and take a picture of something? All the pictures are altered. The, they use fisheye lenses for stuff. So I'll just say that I'm in the category of, I'm still asking questions. Okay, where did, I think my man asked a question. What do you think about depicting Jesus in a church drama or reenactment, a topic of the heavens? Are you, are you talking about like, like depicting Jesus in a, in a play as far as like, is that a, like a graven image? Is that an idol to Jesus? I don't think so. I think that I think that we use like once again, I think that's a that's more of a faith issue where I think that if you were trying to you're trying to tell a story in order to lead people to the Lord, I think that I think God honors your heart in that sort of way. Now, obviously, like if you're talking about the, the show The Chosen, well, I think The Chosen the issue is not so much with the depiction of Jesus. It's the fact that that show is not biblical very often is my problem with that. But I don't, I think that the first season that actually had some good, good, good content. And I do think that it, it was sort of interesting to see Jesus in a way that's more human. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around the God man, the man who was all God and, and actually a, a fully a man too. And so I think it's good to kind of picture that in some kind of way. Talk about some conspiracies. Which one do you want to talk about? There's so many. I mean, that's one thing I learned recently is that the rabbit hole is bottomless. And actually, I got a question for you guys. Have you guys seen that, sh that um, there's a new show on Paramount TV with Keith Kiefer Sutherland called The Rabbit Hole? You guys, have you guys seen that? <laughs> the Colorado airport. I, I, the, I think it was the last time I was on here, I did, I talked about the Denver airport for like a good 30 minutes. I don't know if I can do that again. We got questions over here. It says, it almost makes you feel like we're in a huge snow globe, the bottom of the ocean coming out of the waters. I mean, I think, I, I'll say this, I would say that that what the Bible describes, if you just read what it says, it sounds kind of like a snow globe. I mean, to me, it says there's waters below, there's waters above. And it's kind of like, to me, I guess, I guess here's the conclusion I come to. Overall, I come to the conclusion that read the Bible for what it says, 100%. You know, read it for what it says, 100%. Let scripture interpret scripture and block out the rest. Believe what you think it says. Do not try to read in what somebody tells you it says that you can't actually see with your own eyeballs. 
You know, I think that that I think that's the dangerous part. It's like that when it comes down to it, people start to tell you what it says or tell you what you need it to say, or you'll sound silly. Don't worry about sounding silly. Be willing to be called silly. Be willing to call it stupid for believing what God says, because that's faith. It's it's much easier to believe the things that everyone already believes, you know. I think I think the one crazy thing about like the the Christians, people who claim to be Christians, they believe that God created the whole universe, right? In 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 six days, he he, he came to Earth as a man, born a virgin, and he died for us, rose again, went up into the heavens, and is coming back one day. But then they don't believe a lot of the other things it says, because everyone has a st- people have already established that we can we can believe that without being laughed at, even though some people still laugh at us for believing that. You know, I think that that that's there's a lot of evidence to back that up. And so what they really want you to believe is all these things that are to, are provably false, or got very sketchy evidence as far as like. They want us to believe certain things that like some guy told us is true that you that actually goes against what you what you can see with your own eyeballs. You know, is the fact that guess what? It doesn't look like we're moving. It looks like the sun and the moon move all the time, but actually it's us that's moving. That this this world is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, but like you just can't tell because we're all going really fast. You know what? Isn't it funny that even the pictures of the eclipses, like if you see a picture of what an eclipse is supposed to look like versus what it actually looks like, they don't look the same. Why not? Why do they show like a curved, like why do they use a fisheye lens when they go up like 100 feet in the air to make it look like the Earth's curve? You know the Earth's too big to see a curve from that far. They're trying to lie to you. Why? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like they try to lie to you for some reason. So I don't know. What I find interesting is that people say that they think that they say the earth is a ball, but they don't believe we went to the moon. When you find out they had to go to the moon, supposedly, to get a picture of the whole earth. <laughs> so, you know, that, so if you don't believe they went to the moon, they couldn't get a picture of the whole, the whole earth, right? No, I'm not saying the earth is flat. What I'm saying is the pictures of the earth are fake. So, but so, so just take that for what you will. So why are they fake? And if you look into them, they are fake. So that's a question you have to ask yourself. I guess the point is, I'm, I'm still in the, the question asking phase of, of this exercise of like, the main thing that I was, like I said, to go back to what I said just earlier, and this, it always comes back to this, is that what, what, I've, what I've learned the most over the past year is that I read the Bible for what it says. I judge everything else for what it says, right? If the Bible says this, I judge the things I hear outside the Bible versus what the Bible says. I don't, I don't take what somebody tells me and then read it back into the Bible. Because guess what? Whether you believe in outer space or not, how many people in the world are going to ever go there? Like, like a, like a, like 0.000001% of anything is going to go to outer space if it's if that's actually a thing. What everyone is going to go into one day is the spiritual realm. So you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. 100% of everyone is going to go to heaven or hell. And you're going to go there based on what you believe, right? So if you go in there believing what some guy told you or what you believe the Bible says, remember, God judges your heart. So if, if you don't believe something that the Bible says because somebody's going to tell you you sound silly or stupid, you, you're, you're more afraid what they, they'll say than what God actually says. Well, then you get judged based on that. So I would rather get to heaven one day and some guys, than God tell me, well, you know, that was actually more of an allegory. But you believed it with all your heart because you, th- you believed I said it? Enter into, enter into the kingdom. 
good and faithful servant. Because if, because if you believe something that was wrong, because you wanted, you didn't want to be laughed at, depart from me. I never knew you. <laughs> Expect to hear that. Expect to hear that when you, when you choose a lie because you don't want to get made fun of. Just think about that. Um, I will say the only thing that said Jesus, absolutely, I believe that that Jesus died for the people who believe in a, a round earth, a ball earth, a flat earth, like it looks like a pizza box. But the more and more you read your Bible, you, you have to, you have, to me, the, the Bible is the bread of life. So what it says matters. What you believe it to say matters. Well, thank you. Yeah, so what the, what the Bible says and what you believe it to say really matters more than anything else. So I would say that put, putting your faith in, your, in the Bible 100% is where you should be. And like I said, just think about it like this. Faith like a child. So that's like you're not going to enter the kingdom unless you have like the faith like a child, correct? I, bro, if you buy that rocket ship, go as far, go into Antarctica, go where they tell you you can't go. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I want. I want to find out because because this comes up way too often. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, believe, believe God, don't believe man. You know, what does it what does it say? Um, Romans three four when it says, let let every God let every God uh, every word of God be true and every man be a liar. Yeah, that's the light. That's the light, bro. Yeah, we're the we're the supposed to be the light. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the word. If you don't if you don't eat of the word, then you'll die. Yeah, I don't think we've been to the moon either. Is Antarctica an ice wall? See, I don't know that. Like, I, I guess that's the thing. I don't know that. I guess. To me, I'm in the place though too as well. We should not argue about things we don't know. But I, like I said, I think to me the one thing is that are the one thing that I can see is very um, provably true is the fact that God created the heavens and the earth. He created the sun and the moon later. So I don't think th so. It doesn't seem feasible that God created the earth to spin around the sun, which He created later. In the book of Joshua, I think it's, I think it's, um, is it 1024? He actually told the sun and the moon to stop. So if the earth was spinning, he could have just made the earth stop. But he told the sun and the moon to stop. So the sun goes around the earth. Based on what the Bible says. I believe what the Bible says. So therefore, I believe that. Why was Easter intertwined with the pagan holiday? Well, here's the, that's an interesting way to phrase that question. Easter is the pagan holiday. <laughs> so why is Easter? Easter has always been a pagan holiday. What's not pagan is the Passover. Passover is a, is a festival from God to remember what he did for the, the Israelites in Egypt. And obviously, Jesus and the disciples were celebrating the Passover, and then he was crucified, and then Jesus became the Passover lamb for us. And so the death and resurrection of Jesus has nothing to do with Easter. It does not. Easter is about springtime. It's about the death and resurrection of the earth. And also it, it's about fertility. Obviously, bunnies, eggs, you know, goddesses. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting they give out chocolate again. You know, what you have like, isn't it interesting they give out chocolate at, uh, it was Valentine's Day too? Once again. Christmas, Saturnalia, yeah, very similar, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, unfortunately, we live in a pagan world and we're supposed to be set apart. I think to me, the, to me, I think that the real, the real problem is, is the fact that the church 
what my people die from or my my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge just think about that. that that verse comes up so often where it's like that people don't even understand that they're doing pagan things in their church like i said if you have easter baskets you have anything about bunnies and eggs in your church you don't even like you don't even know what that's about you know so when people say easter's pagan it's it's so obviously pagan all you have to do is look into it a little bit and you'll know it's pagan. But people don't want to look into it. And I think that's what I'm saying. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so when I made that video about like basically do not – can we please separate resur- the resurrection of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus and this pagan holiday? Just do that. I think that's the point is like they're not the same. Like, I think what Easter is, is about, like, basically the beginning of springtime. It's Ostara. You know, look, if you look at one of those witches' wheels, the pagan witches' wheel, we have 12, like, basically, as, to go along with the zodiac, you have 12 little signs. You know, guess what? Uh, at Christmas time, it's called Yule. You guys know about the Yule log? And so, at springtime, it's called Ostara. What about, uh, what is it? Um, Sawin, you know, Sawin is around uh, Halloween. These are not Christian holidays. These are pagan holidays. So Ostara is a celebration of a, a pagan goddess. Like I said, Easter Ishtar. And also you have the, um, also, yeah, so the spring equinox. And so those things... Obviously, once again, I said earlier in the live that perhaps like springtime was a symbol, a shadow of what Jesus was going to do was that the earth basically dies in wintertime. All the green things die, correct? And then in spring, there's a resurrection of those things. Well, I think that ultimately that could be a shadow, that was a shadow of probably God showing through the creation, what Jesus was going to do. But we worship the creator and not the creation. That's the difference. You can, you can see all the beauty in the world. You don't bow down to it. I mean, that's the, it's interesting too, like you understand like that all, all, the, all the angels, the heavenly hosts, every false religion is based on the worship of angels, fallen angels the bad angels. God created all those angels, right? So God created those angels. They're awesome beings. They're, they're better than us. But we worship the creator of those things and not the creation. We don't worship the stars in heaven. We worship the one who created all the stars. <laughs> Veganism. So I think that's the, that's the, that's the difference. Mark of Cain. I don't know what the I don't know what the Mark of Cain is. I've I've heard I've heard people talk about the Mark of Cain, but the one thing about Cain is his line died. You know, Cain's Cain descendants did not last past the flood. They ended there. Then we had the line of Noah, the line of Seth. So there was no there was no line of Cain that survived the flood. But yeah, it's always about the creator and not the creation. So. Give credit to the to the to the God, the real the big G God, the capital G God, not the little G God. But yeah, guys, I think I'm going to log off tonight. I just wanted to hop on for a minute. I got a new background. My girlfriend hooked me up right with this cool this cool new backdrop. You know, she's like my set designer over here, so I want to give her credit. Shout out to my girl, and um, yeah. So I thought I had, I thought it looked too cool not to come on here. But yeah, guys, if you guys appreciate it, man, appreciate it. But if you guys have any suggestions for for videos, my brother has been talking to me about uh, possibly the new Shazam movie. He said there's some crazy stuff in that th- that thing. Have you guys anybody seen that new movie? But yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that, and I'm probably gonna have to make a video about that because he said that. There's monsters in the new Shazam movie that literally are the same as the locusts from the bottomless pit in the book of Revelation. That's interesting. But yeah, guys, um, 
New start to the week. Resurrection Sunday. Love you guys. Um, I'll be making some videos here real soon. Love you guys.